Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Luke Peters. We have a very interesting, exciting, and sensual episode for you today, all about love and the anxieties that come with it. Um, we have some really cool, amazing guests. A uh, little heads up, because we're talking about a little bit of a sensitive issue, uh, there is a little bit of a warning of it might get a little more sexual than most of the other episodes, a little more raunchy. Uh, so get pumped, get excited, but if you, that stuff makes you a little bit uncomfortable or if you are just a little bit nervous about that, just a little disclaimer off of the top. Um, today, I have uh, an amazing comedian and actor like how would you describe yourself lily like comedian mainly comedian and writer i think i would just no i'm not an actor i'm bad at being other people <laughs> i can only be aggressively myself that's a mood that's a mood especially during this season where you have because it's right around valentine's day we just it just passed do you do anything for valentine's day uh did i no oh actually you know what i did i went on like a platonic lady date to see um do you know have you heard of a portrait of a lady on fire no it's like this French gay movie. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, uh, that is very, very sapphic. And so, like, another queer friend of mine, uh, we went to go see it just at, like, 10 p.m. It's just a theater full of lesbians. That's the mood. That's 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 a great place to be. Yeah, gal pal dates are the new energy. I oh, yeah, know. Galentine's. That's way better. Yeah. yeah, I did have a Galentine's, I will say. That's the best, is I had four of my friends. I am single, uh, aggressively. Uh, and four of my friends are like, Hey, sorry, I can't hang out. I'm having Galentine's Day. I want what's what's the guy version? Guyentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, Palentine's Day. I don't know what. Broentine's Day. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yo, dog, you want to go catch a movie, fam? <laughs> Broentine's Day is like a s- s- promotion at Good Life or something. Oh <laughs> like... God, yeah. It's like if you bring a bro, then <laughs> you get to work out for free on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my God. Well, okay. Well, today's episode is all about love, all about gender, all about the anxiety that comes with it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later on this episode about online dating and stuff like that. But I wanted to know your experiences with dating in the city and with your own kind of journey with love and gender. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say, like you mentioned before we started recording, the theme of the podcast is like imposter syndrome. And so yeah. I will say that like being a bi trans woman, I'm dealing with like 10 different levels of imposter syndrome at all times. Uh, and that does factor into dating. I think I've been on this journey of like I was non-dating for a while and then I'm starting to like ease back into it. And so I've been talking about like. I'm kind of like relearning all these lessons that I learned um, when I started dating after I like first came out. And it's like, oh, right. So even uh, I moved uh, to Toronto from Edmonton uh, earlier this year or last year. And um, it's it's still kind of the same. It's like the same, but more, I suppose. Mm. Uh, like I was interested to see how uh, the two like cities would fare versus each other in terms of like queer positivity and stuff. Um, and Toronto definitely has like a bigger pool and a generally more accepting dating pool, but like a lot of those the same dynamics are still there. Like it kind of just shows that when you're trans, like dating cis people is dating cis people. Like yeah. no matter who it is or you know what the configuration is or where you are, like I, yeah, that I, stuff always comes into play. I think a big thing, and this is like I'm openly bi, and I think a big thing with me is is like I've never like dated outside of Toronto I've lived here my entire life mm-hmm. but I found that 
when I talk to people who come from like smaller towns or like different areas, it doesn't necessarily seem like it's more queer positive. It's more along the lines there's just more people, so there's it almost drowns out the negative because you just kind of gravitate towards the more queer positive people. I suppose, although I think you can also amplify the negative in a sense. Of yeah. Like, there's such a wider pool that it takes like so long to get responses or like, you know, find connections that actually like go anywhere. Yeah, it's uh, loud, it's it's loud, it's it's a loud place to live. <laughs> it's loud and there's a lot of dead ends and the, uh, there's just a lot of, I guess, silence. I feel like the size of the pool can get really overwhelming for me. Oh, Because the thing sure. about like, you know, like gay dating in Edmonton, for example, is, you know, you run out of people yeah like, oh 100 percent. you can run out of uh people on tinder in like a couple hours so it's weird to just have like infinity gaze around you infinity gaze is the best term <laughs> i love that yeah no and it's 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 scary because you you go through this kind of loop of just like the same kind of people and the same type but you realize you don't necessarily have a type you have a type of people who go for you if that makes sense. At least that's been my experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my experience is. I've actually been having, like, a crisis over types of late mm. in that, like, uh, I found I had a um, run of, like, flings uh, last summer where it was, like, these very chaotic, exuberant, outgoing people. Uh, and, like, it was fun, but it was so stressful. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, enough of this. I can't, like... Uh, and so I stepped out of dating for a little bit, and then when I came back, like... Have had a couple dates with much more like measured, balanced people. Not yeah. to like get into the astrology of it all, but like uh, very Libra types, uh, which I am also. Uh, and I was like, well, we're similar, so this should go great, right? And now I'm like, oh no, do I need chaos? Do I? Is this just like yeah. my faith that I'm like uh, doomed to be attracted to all these like really wild people because I need the contrast? And so I'm still in the phase of like figuring out what I even want and like what that looks like and yeah what my type is if I even have one uh and part of queerness is just that encompasses so many things too yeah and I'm on this journey of sort of like coming into my sexuality very late like my sexuality reinventing itself very late so I still feel like I'm in like the baby stages of what even is dating and relationships now. Yeah, like the high school, like almost like the honeymoon phase of your own sexuality. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Or yeah, just those terrifying like early steps into these things, like having to re-experience all these firsts again, which yeah. feels very weird and kind of like embarrassing when you're in your mid-20s yeah. to have not actually like had any experience in that regard. Um, Yes, it's a very challenging thing to try and like figure out and navigate, not to state the obvious. Yeah, and I, I, I would love to talk to you more about the specifics of like how your sexuality and like your kind of journey with the, because you're almost facing like you were telling me like like the layers of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, not only are you a comedian in the city, which is its own imposter syndrome. Like, oh, do I deserve people to come watch me? But then you also have this imposter syndrome of like your own kind of emotional and sexual journey like can you just talk about do those do they help each other because you're used to kind of having to like kind of be proud of yourself through comedy like do they kind of come into play together uh yeah well i think they contrast very heavily uh, almost the opposite of what you were saying i feel like in comedy i'm so it's i'm like allowed to be confident uh i'm allowed to be outgoing um and be like very assertive about like who i am because that's 
part of the whole thing of being a stand-up is you have to like mm -hmm. walk up on a stage and be like, this is me, deal with it. Um, whereas I think a lot of that doesn't translate into my real life. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> when I'm not on stage, cause that's a safe performative place for me. And there's all these like boundaries and restrictions set up and these rules that I sort of have an innate understanding of after doing comedy for so long that like it makes a lot of sense. Whereas dating is just like a total mess. Um, and you really have, yeah, no idea um, how to handle it all. Cause yeah, like we mentioned, there's so many dynamics going on where you feel like your internalized transphobia, your internalized biphobia, your internalized transmisogyny. It's like yeah. you are attacking yourself and trying to like push through that and just allow yourself to exist as whatever you happen to be. Uh, yeah, and whatever like works. Really yeah, whatever. And and it's also just like that idea of like you're just being challenged at every single avenue because of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I think that, like, like online dating has made it really, really tough for specifically even just being bi. Like, I've had experiences where I'll be talking to someone and they'll be like, oh, I thought you were more gay tonight. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. And there's so many, like, conversations where I'm just, like, shaking my head and you want to be supportive and help people understand. But at some point it's like... Not necessarily a lost cause, but there's a there's an issue of just like, is it worth yelling at someone about what they're doing, or is it better to just be like, if you want to learn, I would love to help you. Yeah, and I found myself in both positions. I I feel like a bit of a traitor for like, especially when like cis men get weird about me for sort of giving them the TED talk and like explaining things like, hey, this isn't as scary or weird or bad as you think. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the deal. Because also realizing a lot of them just have no concept of what trans women are actually like or what yeah. dating one entails. Yeah. Uh, so they're not necessarily opposed, they're just really kept in the dark. But at the same time, you're like, am I a sellout for like performing this labor constantly? And I think something I've learned to navigate is just try to figure out when it's worth doing that. Like, yeah. like there's certain situations where you're like, yeah, no, not gonna bother. Uh, but then others where it's like, okay, maybe there's a way to like get through to this person and even if we're not compatible, at least make it so that like the next they time. don't be shitty to someone else. Yeah, okay. for sure. Like, and so do you feel almost like a, a responsibility to like not allow these shitty <laughs> cis guys back into the world if they don't understand what's going on? Totally. Yeah. If I can make someone a little less shitty or behave a little less shittily, then uh, yeah. Uh, that's totally something I'm willing to do. And maybe that's where, like, stand-up bleeds over into uh, dating. Yeah. You know, like, I've gotten so skilled at, like, sort of breaking that stuff down for people very, very quickly and kind of funnily. Uh, so I, I guess I do transfer that in that. And I again feel a little weird in that a lot of people are rightfully exhausted by having to do that and outright refuse uh and then i'm in this weird position of like yeah i don't mind i do that for my job anyways like on stage every night so yeah. we can copy and paste some of that over here yeah i think a, a big thing that i've kind of found is just like having that you you do have that kind of two-sided a dice of like you don't want to have to spend your entire life explaining mm -hmm. things to you. You want people to understand and be on the same page and just, you want to go into a relationship without having to explain 
the way things work. It's like going to like, I don't know, going to your job and like walking through every single person you're working with. This is my responsibility. These are my roles. It's like you're a part of a team and like you should just be doing that. Yeah. When I think with cishet people um, and cishet men especially, there's also, I think for me, it's very defensive. It's a safety thing. Like, yeah. It can be very important to break down like just so you know, here's all the reasons it's like not gay to sleep with me. Um, yeah. And to try to attempt to keep some of that, I guess what you would call like trans panic at bay or whatever, or like yeah. gay panic. Cause that is a thing that of course can be very, very like lethal and fatal for trans women. Oh, so for sure. uh, I guess that's something I always go on the defensive with, yeah. um, which again, talk about imposter syndrome, like I said, feels like selling out on some level, because you're mm -hmm. like, well, right, I'm not supposed to be indulging in any of this. I'm supposed to be, like, the woke queer trans woman who's like, no, no labor for you, cis men. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, take it or leave it. I won't explain myself. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose I do feel still that sense of obligation to be like, well, what, obviously this isn't going anywhere, but at the very least, it can keep you from being terrible to someone else. Or, like, set you on this path where hopefully you, like, um, you know, try and break down some of your own internalized stuff. Have you found that um, through, like, I, I, I got out of a relationship because I was at a point where, and again, I wasn't, I didn't have the same tools as she did to deal with, like, my own mental illness and my own self-confidence and everything like that, and I kind of built this mantra for myself of, like, I can be open to helping people learn and, and, and dealing with people's, like, stress and anxiety to the point where as long as it's not negatively affecting you. Do you find that at some points there's like a person you're trying to explain it to and it actually ends up causing you dysphoria and like these issues because they're having such a hard time understanding it? Uh, not really, because I think if they're not understanding it, like it doesn't ever get to that point. Uh, okay. I don't feel, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, I guess because, of, of course, like, a lot of the time in casual dating situations, there's not a great deal of emotional investment anyways. Uh, yeah. So for me, it feels very offhanded. Like, I think I would definitely be more effective if it was someone, like, I really, really cared about. But, yeah. like, I date very casually by nature. So I'm like, if someone's not on board, then, you know, whatever. Whereas I think maybe if it was someone I'd built up a lot of, like, trust and intimacy with, then a lot more of that stuff would start to creep in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the last question I want to ask you is, at the end of every episode, I ask my guests about three tips that'll help with the imposter syndrome. I would love for any of my like uh, queer listeners or trans listeners or anyone who is kind of running through that anxiety of, the, of who they are and who, of themselves, is there any tips you can give, like three tips that you can give to like help be a little more confident with yourself? Yeah, I think... The first thing that comes to mind, and of course this is a huge thing and something I'm still struggling to accept, is just like, especially when you're experiencing this sort of like fluidity of gender and this fluidity of sexuality, you feel like you're kind of always failing at mm. those things. Uh, and so I'd say to people um, who are also struggling with that, like, you don't have to be anything more than like what you happen to be in the moment, and it doesn't matter if you are not that thing in the next moment. Yeah. Um, like, whatever you are at the time is okay, and you don't need to prove that to anyone. Um, 
Because especially like with gender, you know, people always like to say, "Ah, well, like prove you're a real woman," uh, and you know, of course, that's just a horrible trap to fall into. Like you're yeah. never gonna, <laughs> you're never gonna win that game. Uh, and similarly, I think like with bisexuality, we play these metrics of like, are oh, like, are you really bi? Because you you mostly like date these people still, yep. and, and you've never done this. Like, it becomes this numbers games of trying to be like, no, see, I've had these experiences. I really am who I am. Um, but those identities come from you internally, uh, and those yeah. aren't a thing that you need external validation or external proof to feel really affirmed in. Like, sure. It takes a lot of work, but I think it's important to just get to this place of like, no, no, this is just who I am, regardless of how it you know, manifests day yeah. to day. And then, so I guess I will throw in one of just um, take time, like be be happy with yourself before you go into anything. Because I think that if you can't, if you can't confidently say, and again, it's it's an uphill battle with any, wherever you are, like sexually, it's like, if you can't confidently say that you like yourself, it's really hard to get to a point where you, where someone else will. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I forget about that. Because I am very fiercely, like, independent and self-assured. I will give myself that compliment. And so yeah. I always forget that, yeah, a major thing uh, people fall into in relationships, especially more, like, het-leaning monogamous people, is, uh, yeah, that idea of, like, oh, I need another person to, like, complete me or to, like, make me a good person. Like, yeah. constantly seeking validation. Again, seeking validation from outside sources, and that outside source can be the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I agree. It is really important to sort of find that internal balance and that internal sense of completion and self-actualization before you even bother putting yourself out uh, in the world, because you can't do that successfully unless you have a really, really strong sense of who you are. Yeah. And then one last thing. Do you have any one last uh, um, tip for, for our audience that you can give? A tip for our audience? Um, without getting too trite or broad, I don't know, just listen to people. Uh, don't be thrown off by your internalized assumptions about people or you know, by their identities or whatever. Just, like, really try and take every person you encounter at face value and attempt to see the good in them. Don't attempt so hard that you start to overlook the bad in them. Um, Yeah. But I suppose just enter every interaction you have with this sort of carplage of, like, okay, this person is just this person, and that's okay, um... I don't have to, like, worry about anything outside of that. Sort of regard other people with the sense of uh, internal validation that you would give to yourself in that situation. Okay, awesome. Those are great tips. So listening, um, like yourself before liking others, and then the first one was just kind of a general, like, um, be confident? Like, Not even be confident, but I suppose just... Don't think that you need some sort of outside thing to, you know, uh, validate or prove your identity. There um, you go. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a little quick, quick little mini episode uh, before our, our panel of love, as it is. <laughs> uh, anywhere people can find you, uh, what's your socials and everything like that. We'll put everything in the bottom, but just so we know, like, if people want to see you perform, what, what shows are coming up. This will be going out in, like, the next, like, few days. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, um, 
I'm uh, at Lily, uh, the letter K, uh, Mikowski on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me there. I post a lot of the shows that I'm on uh, on like Instagram stories. So if you want to like see me in the next couple weeks, um, that's probably the best way to pay attention to like my, you know, dates, quote unquote. Uh, you could say, uh, and yeah, that's a probably the easiest way to keep tabs on the shows I'm doing. What's the next show you're doing? What is the next show I'm doing? I don't actually know. I'm uh, I'm so bad at remembering what shows I'm booked on until okay. like, the day of. I made a joke a couple weeks ago that still kind of stands true. It's like, it's still someone tags me in their show post. Like, that show doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, in my head. So you'll probably learn what I'm booked on next at the same time I do if you follow me on social media. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is this is staying in here because you're the worst. <laughs> Done this episode, this show for like 20 episodes, and this is what they get. Anyway, hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Luke Peters, and I do not deserve a podcast, but I do deserve your listens because this is an incredible episode. It is our panel discussion on love, on love and gender and all that fun stuff. Valentine's Day has just passed. I had a mess up of Valentine's Day, but I want to talk about the imposter syndrome of dating, the imposter syndrome of being like in like an online kind of setup with dating as well and just in general relationships and the idea of anxiety that comes from it in the room the nice cozy room my dreams are coming true is <laughs> rush Cassie, the amazing hello. uh sarah ashby the wonderful hello. and jason ox hello he doesn't get a i don't get a thing that's cool <laughs> not a public thing you'll get check your dms <laughs> um it's fun these are all people who i've had crushes on over the years in regards to my comedy career and so it's kind of fun having my four favorite people or my yeah one two three one, you're counting yourself. yourself that's yeah. very yeah, good yeah, yeah i'm counting myself i love myself positive. yeah, it's it's, yeah so, i'm body so positive yeah. uh my four favorite people in a really really small room it um, is very small. We're going to be doing some tribal chants. It's going to be great. Um, but I wanted to have you guys all on the show to talk about love and talk about relationships and talk about just the anxiety that comes with that. Um, to start us off, I want to know how you guys are feeling about online dating as a whole. And I'll start with you, Rush. <laughs> how do you feel about online dating in regards to just an experience versus like meeting someone like in a bar or something like that? Uh, I mean, I do it a lot. Uh, I'm married, but I'm polyamorous, and uh, it's a little harder to... Actually, no, it's just as easy in person. I could be like, I'm married, I'm polyamorous, this is the deal. Uh, but, like, I don't use Tinder or anything like that, so I don't really have experience with that. Mm. I've been using this app called Field, which is really good for people in my predicament because they know what's up, so they don't get all weirded out by, oh, you're married. It's like, yeah, I am. Uh, we're looking for whoever either join us or just me uh what was the question <laughs> what's your view on wow we're all drunk uh what's your view on on online dating like what is the vibe that you're getting from it uh it's good i like it uh it's easy to get what you need across in a text format without wasting any time so i enjoy it i don't know what it's like for people who are looking for like monogamous love though speaking of monogamous love Jason, I don't actually, I don't want to assume your your uh, love interests um, mm -hmm. other than me. Um, Jason, what's your experience with online dating? Um, I mean, I am on the the Tinder, the Bumbles, your hinges, the all of the different things. Um, for me, I mean, I, I it's just it's not great. 
right? Yeah. It's it's kind of just like a numbers game, if yeah. anything. Like <laughs> of the hundred people, or the hundred people that you swipe right on, you'll match with one of them. Yeah. And then of those hundred people that you match with, you'll actually talk to one of them. And then of those hundred, it's only like one person that you actually like and like continue talking to. Yeah. Like on my Tinder, it's literally uh, over uh, thousands of matches that I haven't even spoken to. It's just uh, like, I don't know, it's just boring mostly. I guess I didn't think of that. There's a lot of matches on the field that just I don't speak to at all either. I'm like, you look good, good enough. But I yeah. guess it's different for guys and girls though, because I think yeah. the numbers are a bit more. Well, yeah, I, I'm from what I've seen when uh, like my female friends are swiping, they're just like, let me just scroll through my super likes over here and how many people <laughs> actively love me so much. Whereas like, yeah, for guys, you can just keep swiping and you'll get one. Yeah, you'll get like one person that is just like, in, in, and I mean, also guys tend to do this thing where they just keep, they'll just be like swipe, 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 just like every single Until one. you're out of likes and then you're like, okay, yeah, I'll wait and then the then next you're like, oh, switch to the next app and then you just keep going, which is to me ridiculous. I don't understand why people would do that because, yeah. you know, you could match with somebody that you're just uh, awful, have nothing in common. And then you, you just want to get laid. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Or then you just like unmatch with them and you're like, cool, that was, and then like that person's heartbroken. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that happens where people just unmatch you and you're just like, oh, I thought we were doing well. And oh, 100%. Like, oh, that happens to me yeah, all right, the time. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I just re-downloaded Tinder because I thought it'd be a fun thing to look at. Um, wow, there's a lot of messages. Anyway. Uh, Hold on, I want to look at mine. This is... I don't get service in here is what I... <laughs> well, I will go over to yeah. Sarah Ashby uh, in the corner, who's looking really happy. Uh, Sarah, what's your experience with online dating? Uh, I like doing it for attention. <laughs> uh, like, I don't... I've only met a handful of people off of online dating, for real, for real. Uh, one was a guy I had a crush on who was on a TV show that I used to watch when I was a kid, and that was pretty sick. Um... But, uh, like, I don't know, like, in the other experiences, like, most of the time the, the guys would be in an open relationship and wouldn't tell me till after they had fucked me for a second time. Oh! oh. So, you know, like, that, uh, <laughs> that's kind of soured my view of it. But I do absolutely love the Instagram following you get from going on Tinder for, like, an hour. That like, is true. Yeah, you're just swiping, <laughs> oh, and all of a sudden your profile's back up, and then all of a sudden you're getting all these messages. You're, you're like, yeah, your request box fills up, and you're like, holy that's shit. That's all anybody... Yeah. Most of it is just so that people can get more followers, yeah. more clout. Yeah. yeah, why not? That's and then also not to mention the, you know, like bots that are on there. Yeah. Oh, my the, God, yeah. Like different, uh, like, prostitution sites that are all being advertised. And yeah. Like, Field is good for not having any of those. Yeah. yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, see, like, seeking your agents <laughs> and stuff is cool. Like, I've never, like, I know people who have done it, and it's sick, but, like, I don't know. I'm bad at I'm bad at faking being nice to old men. It's hard for me to do. I can't do it. See, I have the issue of being like, uh, like my people who are attracted to me who are guys are mostly in their forties, and then you same. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's all the same, uh, and it's really weird because like I'll have experiences where it's like, hey, this is my classmate's dad. And like, let's, <laughs> let's hang out. And then the issue of, 
oh, um, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm at school. It's like, oh, I dropped my son off. Do you want to fool around? And I'm like, no. Ah, I mean, yes. I don't know. Fuck your yeah. bully's dad. Yeah. Going, yeah. Like, <laughs> going back home and going on Tinder's fucked. Like, I'm from London, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like, weird because you'll either, like, see people from high school or, like, uh, like just random college kids and stuff, and you're like, I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> well, that's, I, that's actually because I'm from Montreal originally. So am and, I. Ooh. When I moved here... Uh, I realized that I am not Ontario attractive. What? What? Yeah. What? Like, are on, you, when I go back to Montreal, when I go on Montreal high? and I go onto my Tinder, I'm, like, matching with people all the time, and they're, like, actively conversing, whereas Ontario, they're just like, you don't own a flannel shirt? Not interested. <laughs> Where's your beard? It's more so yeah, yeah, Toronto. Can I just Toronto's like the city of tens. Like, you go downtown Toronto, like, Bay Street and stuff, there's just, like, model-esque people everywhere. Wait, if he's if he's not getting city. matches, then what am I supposed to do? Not <laughs> <laughs> getting matches, baby. <laughs> I think as a consensus, we can all agree Jason is attractive. Okay. I think well, so. We should really, really <laughs> sure. get into it and talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's just make him feel weird. <laughs> we are in a tight room. And that's I'm, a tight shirt. That is true. Jesus, Luke. What? What do you expect from me? It's been a really long time since I've been happy. Um, so, I mean, speaking of being happy... Um, Great segue. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dad. Um, the podcast is all about that imposter syndrome. And for the most part, we've been talking to uh, people the arts to kind of talk about their own experiences with uh, the fear of failure, the perfectionism, and the anxiety that comes with creating art in the city. But I think all of those same mentalities and um, like parts of the situation can still be said for for dating like oh I don't want to go and go on like tinder because I don't have like really good photos yet or like I don't want to go on dates because I'm anxious that something like something happened in the past is going to happen again and then that fear of failure fear of rejection because yeah you're right it's like a hundred one in a hundred one in a hundred one in a hundred so I'd love to go around the circle and talk about just if there's ever been a time when you felt like almost like an imposter to your own love life and your own sexuality and just kind of go around and kind of have that kind of discussion. Sure. Okay. This is, <laughs> uh, my pictures are obviously better than what I look like in real life, which is why I have like I'm uglier IRL just written <laughs> in my profile. <laughs> um, but imposter wise. Okay. So I was seeing this uh, dude in December and um, we like, he, like he's kinky. I'm kinky, we're both uh, non-binary, uh, transy, cross-dressy people, and I'm like, oh, our kinks are aligning, you're very good looking, blah, 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 and uh, I'm usually dominant uh, with people, and that's with normal people. This guy was way too kinky for me, and I got really scared, and I couldn't go through with a scene. This sounds very highbrow right now. No, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like, oh yeah, beat me up. I'm like, I'm scared now, too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's the only time, really, I felt like imposter. Most of the time, I feel like the other person is lying to me in some way or another. Mm. What yeah. about you, Ashby? I have huge abandonment issues. <laughs> so um, I constantly feel like an imposter, and I love to self-destruct. So uh, I'm very good at, like, failing a lot in relationships. <laughs> uh, and that's why I find I don't really get into them that much. Like, I'll, I'll be with people for periods of time, but I don't put labels on anything, like, ever. Uh, and just, like, the, the idea that I'm always ready for, like, okay, like, at any moment, this is just going to be, like, done. Like, yeah. it's for sure just going to, like, one day it's just going to happen because that's how it always happens. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, like, I've kind of, like, always had that issue with that kind of stuff. Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> that's it. Like, there's yeah, no real way. Like, it still happens. <laughs> it's a, it's a shithole, but um, <laughs> so it's the whole I, world. <laughs> and I think that the online dating aspect of it doesn't make it any easier because, like, you have this whole thing where it's like this entire relationship is built online, so they could just disappear, and then you'd be like, cool. There goes someone who maybe I loved or maybe I really had a feelings for, and now yeah, it's exactly. all gone. Aziz Ansari wrote a book, uh, Modern Romance. It was actually really great, and like he talks about um, like online dating, and he does a bunch of interviews with different people and stuff. And one of the things that he said really uh, stuck with me, and then I do this with my online dating experiences, which is you ask the person out within the first couple of messages. Oh, for sure. Because you don't want to have your first date over an app, right? You're not doing the, like, how many siblings do you have <laughs> in over your phone because you're not actually, then you're, you sit down and you're not having that actual experience. Yeah. So for me, I always do the thing where it's just like, if you seem to get along with somebody, I'm just like, do you want to just go and get a drink? Do you want to just get this out of the way? And then you actually meet the person yeah. properly rather than... Because this is this the stupid over the phone is not an actual interaction because by the nature of a dating app you're opening it up and immediately seeing other options. Yeah. Like imagine if you went on a date and the person was brought two of their other friends with them, being like, "But you could also go with either of them." So, <laughs> well, that's like my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like having a short phone conversation before I meet someone uh, through an app because the two times that I haven't done it they've been the worst like mm. like uh, this guy had like a list of questions to ask me like oh, how many siblings do you have how old are you what's your family like but he wouldn't wait for me to finish answering a question before he started another one like he had oh memorized God. in his head and I'm like oh you don't know how to talk to people <laughs> oh. see I would there was no way I would ever talk on the phone with somebody before really I even if it's three seconds just like hey I'm gonna meet oh. up with you here at this bar like cool I'm yeah, here sure. that's literally it I just wanna know that you can communicate For, with yeah, me yeah like the, the <laughs> transfer of information fine but like having the actual conversation on the phone I would hate that I can't yeah. I hate that so much I dated somebody long distance so the only way we communicated was over phone or like Skype and everything and now I just really don't like yeah doing it I have a lot of Issues? Yeah. Well, this is entirely just for you, Jason. So let <laughs> so, it out. Thank you kid. so much. Um, I I have the issue of um, it, there's a few issues. I the thing is is like yeah. We where, do we, where, do we, where do we start? Sarah, enough of it. Uh, you're out of the three of us. You're the least likely. To, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To what? Oh no, just to know shit about me. I wasn't saying any. Mm. Now I'm backpedaling. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Lean into it. It's Based fine. Just insult her right to her face. Yeah. I can tell you have issues. <laughs> 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 um, I've been roasting for two days in a row. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You're in, you're in the zone. You're not sorry at all. <laughs> um, you can only turn me on. Um, uh. Okay, so I have a few <laughs> issues. Obviously that. Um, but my issue is like along the lines of I come across as very flamboyant and confident, which a lot of people construe as being gay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 
when you asked me. Never mind. Well, I'll tell the story. I, I... <laughs> oh my god, that explains a lot. Anyway, um, oh my god. let okay. me just cake, okay. guys. It's a podcast. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You, everybody thinks you're gay. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm gay. Uh, I'm gay fifty percent of the time. I'm kidding. That's not how it works. Um, but so, I use dating apps because it's very much like, hey, I am attracted to you physically and hope and sexually or whatever, and like this is the like almost like a flag, like almost like having a pin that says I am. I have the option of being attracted to you. And so I find it really tough because I am a very confident person and I can go up to a, per- a girl in a bar and be like, hey, what are you up to, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't have that anxiety that a lot of people do where it's like, I could never go up to someone in a bar and be like, hey, what are you up to? What's that book about? And stuff like that. Um, and so I wonder if you guys, any of you guys have had that experience <laughs> with um, having to use online dating to make sure that people understand where you're coming from and what you're looking for. Specifically the field app, like I've said repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like, okay, I'm married, I want uh, side pieces. No, polyamorous means I have multiple relationships on the yeah. go. So, like, you know, I, I just want people to know that, like, I will treat this relationship with respect and try to take it as far as it can go. But the caveat is I'm still married, my husband still exists. Yeah. And, and people also know that, like, I'm non-binary and that I have all these other kinks and stuff, which... Uh, yeah. Without an app, I guess you can just tell people at a bar. Yeah. But now hey. you're just screaming stuff at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you mind tying me up in a little bit? It's like, hey, can I stick, stick things in your butt? Like, you know, <laughs> just not really. <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it's, it's, a, so for poly people, it's great because, yeah, you get to all of the information right there. Like, I've slept with a bunch of different poly people because it's just right there in their dating profile. In fact, mostly of my Tinder experiences have just been through with different poly people because I'm just like, this is, Great, yeah, fine. And also, generally, I find that uh, poly people have more of a... They've looked further into their own sexuality and who, what they want and who they are, so yeah. they tend to be more mature when it comes to their own sex life, which is, like, great yeah. for me, because then yeah. I get to go in and just be like, yeah, this is... You get to have an actual conversation <laughs> yeah. and just get right to it, and you know what you're there for, and you know what is going to happen. It's great. But, like, for... Anybody else, it'd be weird to just go to a bar and just be like, here's all of the things about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it, it's the same thing as if you were to go to the, a bar and be like, I'm an Aries. I do that all the time. Like, if I'm at a show and it's after a show and I'm meeting somebody, I'm still going off on comedy stuff. So I'm telling like everything as it is. Uh, <laughs> but I don't mind that. I don't mind the meeting people out in the world because I think it's like more genuine of a meeting than like trying to one like not not because you can be looking for something. I'm not trying to say that's bad or anything. I'm just saying it's like weird to have like an interaction where it's just two people just crossing paths in one night versus like on an app where you're both actively looking for it you know yeah. uh, so I think that's kind of cool and I've had a few experiences like that that ended up like okay-ish I guess um where like yeah someone's come up to me at a bar and we've like hit it off and then like gone on a date or something afterwards like I find I don't know I that's like my mental issues yeah. right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never done that but that actually never? happened no I'm, wow I don't I'm so nervous about talking to people at bars really I don't I go that's totally fair yeah, yeah that's totally fair too I met too. you in like, a bar I, <laughs> yeah. no, I see uh, the side of definitely like the online dating and stuff just like in my mind and stuff too I like like for me personally I guess is uh yeah I don't really see it as like I think if something's to kind of happen and paths are supposed to cross they just cross whether it's 
from actively looking for it or from not actively looking like for it. Like, I literally it. met my husband in a bar yeah. while I was dating someone else and he was on a date with someone else, but still, <laughs> we, it still happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I think the only... I've had one situation recently, like in the last couple of years, that I met somebody, but we were at Oasis, and we were having <laughs> sex with different people, and we had a, like a, our eyes like locked I, from across the room. Nice. Oh my god, <laughs> this is the modern really nice. fairy tale. And then, <laughs> but even then, with that, I could tell, I was just like, oh, this person is attractive, and you're literally at your most vulnerable, because you're just naked. Yeah. And still, I was like, uh, but I'm not, I'm not gonna go, and she ended up coming and talking to me, Aww. and that was the only reason that we ended up talking, because otherwise I would have just been so like, sweet. Yeah. So uh, yeah. You're you're a pretty lady, and then I was like, that's pretty it. Lady. <laughs> that's just right away. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm so I can't talk to people. I just can't. I have no confidence when it comes to like actually talking to people. That's fair. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's really hard. Like, you're not really set up for success at any aspect of dating because there's always going to be one person who has to make that leap and that jump. It's and the, Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so, like, you have that issue. But then you have other sides where it's, like, people's expectations are really peculiar and odd and, like, you want to be supportive, but then there's just kind of, like, the, huh. Like, I'm going to read a conversation from Ooh. from a, a Tinder girl. I think Ooh. it was Hinge. Um, I have Hinge. Th- this is this is after this is after a night where she came over to my place and just got into my bed like got into bed with me we kissed for a second and she's like oh your breath is really really minty so I went and washed out my mouth and when I came back she was asleep and this is the text that followed that hey I'm really sorry you're really sweet but I'm just not feeling it sorry for the late response I need to think about it for a bit can I ask you something before I move on sure take um I had a really good time with you. Uh, What was the purpose of coming over? Yeah, for sure. Definitely my kind of date. Sorry for coming over just to sleep. That was kind of shitty. That was (laughs) completely premeditated. Um, And I'm like, okay, I guess that's just communication. So wait, were you just using me for my bed? Yeah, and a general person beside to sleep next to, not necessarily cuddle. I don't know. So, like, stuff like that happens, and I'm just like, what is human society? Yeah. Like, what, that's, you know, like, if she were better at communicating, then she probably wouldn't have done it. Done or, it, right? Like, yeah. Or that's told the, me. Yeah, yeah. The problem is that so many people just have a lot of their own anxieties where they don't want to actually mm-hmm. talk about their things openly and honestly, yeah. and so they just do shit like that. Like... She probably wasn't really thinking about it all that much, but no. she was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this, and yeah. didn't think about, you know, the other person that she's literally using until afterwards when she started to feel guilty, and then was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of shitty, but... At least she said something. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, because it was a little bit of an odd experience. Yeah. Um, I guess, and to bring, to use that point in my next kind of question is, like, have you guys had these experiences where you have a moment of, like, I don't know what's going on in this, and, like, you kind of have to be upfront and, and make that comment to be like, hey, are you okay? Is this Is this, like, okay? Like, checking in with the other person where you're just like, I don't know what their expectations are. Okay, Uh, (laughs) I don't know if this is exactly an answer to your question, but, like, I I went on a date off a field assuming that this person was, like, kinky and, like, was into stuff, and uh, we met up, and he seemed cool on paper, and he was, like, attractive, and he was, like, a race car driver and stuff, so I was like, oh, interesting, yeah, like, so I was like, this is neat, and I'm like, so what are you into? And he's like, oh, you mean sexually? I'm like, yeah, because, like, you can just skip all that, like, banter in the beginning if you're meeting on field. Yeah. And he's like, well, uh, I like to start off slow. 
and uh, then I like to speed up. And when I end, I'm really fast. And I'm like, are you just describing regular sex to me right now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or are you talking about racing cars? Like, I can't figure out yeah. what you're talking about. And it's just like, so I realized this guy had, like, no kink background at all. He just had, like, an eight-inch dick that he was proud of. And he's like, yeah, I would like to try this out with you. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> His dick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, showing me pictures. And I'm just like, I don't know how I <laughs> feel about this. Uh, whatever and like he was like really into this and like yeah, I basically have to be like I don't think I want to train you and I don't mm -hmm. have the time for it. I don't have the bandwidth for it yeah uh, I have too many other partners that know what they're doing I didn't say it like that because I'm not a horrible person yeah don't worry <laughs> yeah. I am pretty horrible though but like I, I messaged him basically the next day after like what he thought was like a really good time yeah but then I immediately blocked him so I don't know what his response is <laughs> <laughs> that's a mood that's a fucking mood <laughs> what about you, Jason? Any experiences where you had to, like, have that, like, heart-to-heart, -heart, like, where there was miscommunication? I mean, I've definitely, like, in recent years, I've gotten to the point where I've, I'm pretty straightforward with stuff. I also just like, I, I'm pretty kinky, and I like the greater world of, of yeah. sex and all this, but my main thing is, like, I like doing the things that other people like doing, so yeah. I like being like doing the teaching thing i like being like oh you don't know anything about this cool like this is how you like talking about stuff and yeah. teaching people how to do it but then also other people that are just like this is what i like doing i'm like i'm all for it so you're ggg basically yeah yeah like and it's easy for me but i've definitely like i'm not that monogamous and yeah. i've had to have conversations with like ex-girlfriends a couple years ago where she like it was a long distance thing and she was just like hey like I got roped into going on like a double date with this guy and like I'm really sorry it's a whole thing and I was like that's, that's cool like if you sleep with them like you know send pictures it's <laughs> cool and then that ended up being a huge fight because then she was like why you don't even like me and I was like no but now I'm just like hey this is this is the situation yeah. this is where it is like just straight up say you're ethically non-monogamous from the top yeah, and then exactly. it should be it's okay. way easier and like yeah I, I, I don't know I'm, yeah, I'm I just in... don't want to fight with people. I don't want to be up at fucking 2.30 in the morning and just still be arguing. I'm just like, I don't, I'm I want to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm preemptively just being like, this is all of the all of the things we could potentially be fighting about, and here it all is right away. Yeah. See, the teaching thing, though, like, I'd be open to teaching if you knew anything. But he was just like, he's like, I'm a good kisser. I'm like, okay, cool, let's try that out. <laughs> and it felt like a thumb war on my face, like, yeah. with his mouth. I'm like, I can't even, like, if I can't even kiss you... I don't think I have the patience. That's a good base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was bad. You can grab my neck. What about you, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Any any huge conversations like that that you have had to deal with? Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I normally like to ask a lot, like, like, is this okay? Like, if someone seems tentative, if, if, like, whatever. Like checking like, in kind of thing? Yeah, especially if it's the first time, like, hooking up with someone, too. Um... Because then I find that, like, lets them ask more questions as well and take more chances and risks. Um, but I recently did sit down with one of my exes. Like, at, yeah, we were both, like, well, I was really drunk. He was pretty high. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we just had, like, a conversation about, like, why I kind of, like, just, like, blocked him out of my life after. And it was, like, you know, like, it was nice because, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just, like, a bunch of things, like, kind of combined to make me realize I was, like, oh, I don't feel respected in the way that, like, we had been carrying on whatever. So, like, I just, like, cut it off. And then um, 
yeah, like we just got drunk and like talked about it. Now we're like trying to be friends, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah, like uh, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like perfect in that way to just be like, okay, this part of my life is literally completely over, and like the whole like whatever he needed closure is like done now, and like it's just finished. Like that that part's done. Like that chapter's yeah. closed, and I can move on with other chapters I need to close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so definitely yeah, I'm definitely in that boat where it's like I've done. I mean, most of you have known me for a long time and kind of seen me grow into not a child. Um, I think I met you when you were 18 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so, Ryerson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryerson show. Yeah, there were, well, really quickly, just talk about, I should go through everyone, but um, <laughs> I met Sarah at this uh, comedy show where there was, it was like a four-hour show that I was hosting, <laughs> and they had just booked me by myself, and by the end of it, I would just scream, like, I think there was one, like, you know, like how you do your little joke between everyone's set? Yeah. I, there was one where I just came up on stage, looked at, like, someone in the audience, like, dead in the eyes, and just started screaming at them, and then said the next guest and then got off stage because I was like I've been here it was like 8 till like 11.30 it was crazy it was insane like Matt Folia and like Kristen yeah. Rasmussen were there like it was just a wacky show and like they like got up on stage and they're like hey do you need mics it's like sure why not? This is a mess we'll, oh we'll do it with God, mics yeah. improv with mics is the best but improv yeah, they did oh, improv. Oh, God. It yeah, was a great it wasn't, show. There was a lot it of different like, things. It was like Cats the Musical, but put on. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Boys the Musical. Yeah. Um... I went on a date with someone yesterday and went really, really well. We, like, walked for an hour and, like, negative whatever it was. And, but we were just having such a really great time. It didn't matter. Um, but she was someone who was a year younger than me in, univ- in high school. So she knew high school me, which was, like, not not a great me um (laughs) and so i'm always so hyper paranoid about people not liking me because they're holding me up against an old version of myself and so i think that's an issue that a lot of people have too is like when you're like maybe like hooking up with friends or like going and like trying something with someone who you know you have that whole idea of like they're looking at you based on all of your past experiences do you guys have a lot of experience kind of have you guys been like dating people who you knew from before or is it mostly like brand new starts kind of thing i'm 35 now so it's very rare that i'm gonna hook up with a high school student i heard like someone i went to high school with not a high school student (laughs) 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 um i found out after high school that i was cool in high school which i didn't know during high school yeah yeah i was like i didn't i didn't realize but, like, I mean, the difference is, like, I was very masculine presenting in high school. Like, I would cross-dress a lot and, like, bind my boobs down and, like, sometimes wear a beard. So the difference is people are like, oh, you're a girl now. I'm like, I guess. Like, that's, yeah. just the, that's, that's the difference. Mm. Like, so, okay. so, yeah, so it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not relatable stuff usually for people. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I'm, like, the queen of going back to the exes. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, like high school, I haven't really hooked up with anyone from high school. Or even university or, or whatever, you're in that next period of your life. Yeah, like I've kind of just like moved on, I guess, from most of the people I did hook up with too are in like very serious relationships now, which is awesome for them. And yeah. like I, we still check up on each other, which is nice. That's great. Um, but yeah, otherwise I try and like, yeah, move forward and like, yeah, new experiences, new people. Everyone's got something like, yeah, else to bring. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Um, I mean... 
Uh, I don't. I mean, I moved to a different city, so that yeah. really cut out a lot of the people that I mm-hmm. knew in high school. I literally have one friend from high school that I talked to. So yeah. That was, yeah. I also only got handsome in my mid twenties, so really there was no <laughs> chance of anything happening before yeah. that. Um, but like, yeah, no, the, I, I, there is always the idea. Like, I know for a fact that there was a girl that I knew in Sejab who. Like, she hates me now to this day. She still hates me because we have mutual friends, and every time they see her, she's just like, that fucking Jason. I'm like, it's been years, and she still <laughs> hates me. And I'm just yeah. like, it kind of sucks because, yeah, that's not, she hates something that I'm not anymore. Yeah. And now, like, that's just her idea of me that's out in the world. And, like, yeah. you know, there's nothing I can really Fuck her. do. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I could. So <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's 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 such an interesting like, and I keep coming back to this idea because it's so funny having uh, the podcast about not deserving a podcast and about being <laughs> this like anxious wreck at all times, and then you like look at dating and it's like so much worse because now you have to take this anxious wreck and put it on display. Um, gotta sell yourself. You gotta baby. sell yourself, like honestly, and and that's the crazy thing about like dating in today. Like it's so much worse now. Like you literally like are building like your like um, almost like your your ingredients list is your like Tinder bio is like your ingredients of like this is what makes me. And I'm like like I've I I've changed my Tinder bio like so much because I don't know if people are gonna like it. And it's like almost like trial and error. It's like oh I got 16 likes with this one that. Better, better adapt and grow. I've had the same Tinder bio for since Tinder came out, and it's the exact same thing. And it just says ten points to Gryffindor if you message first. Ah. The only thing that I have on my Tinder bio. Oh my god! I thought we'd we'd, we'd end uh, or not end. We'd talk about this. Um, yeah, you still haven't told the story about how we met. Yeah, which is very important. It's very important because I think it's the clearest indication of the imposter syndrome. Uh, for me, anyway. Um, so I went to... I was hanging out with a few, uh, like, comedy people who were, like, a little bit older than me, like, early 30s kind of thing. Right? I think so. Yeah, You were anyway. 18, so, yeah. Yeah. A little bit is the... <laughs> more. Yeah. Uh, and we're at a bar where, like, it's, like, someone's birthday. And, like, I really only hung out with them a few times. So, like, yo, come to my party. It'll be great. And I'm, like, okay, grand. I'm in this circle. And it was, like, all these people who were older than me. And, like, they were, like, we, I was having a really good time because they were, like, treating me like a, a, a human being instead of a child. So, I was, like, sick. And then. Did you hear how he was going to say adult? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> and then this, this, this cute girl walked in. And I was, like, oh, man, she cute. And, uh. Uh, that's that's uh, that's rush, uh, and so like we're like doing shots, we're chatting, it's going really well, and I go outside to have like a with like other people who are smoking and I'm like oh man that Rush girl is really cute and like I don't even know who I was talking to but like it's like oh yeah it seems like it's going really well I'm like that guy's probably just fucking with me <laughs> uh, but then but okay but it gets so much worse at this point like I'm pretty pretty freaking drunk right now and um Rush is like, I'm going. I'm like, oh, cool. And I don't know how I assumed that I was, like, coming home with you, but I... I thought I was going home on the subway, and you're like, I'm riding the subway, too. I thought you were riding in the same direction. Is what was happening. Oh, that this story is way worse than I remember then. <laughs> um, I've grown a lot then, apparently. So, um, first off, this was... I, let's play this great game that I just came up with, is spot the red flags that you're not going to have sex tonight. We're walking along... <laughs> 
I keep kind of walking kind of closer to her, and she keeps walking away. I'm like, oh, man. I found like, one. That was, that, was, yeah, that was one. Yeah, that was one. Okay. Uh, and so I was like, oh, she's playing hard to get. Second <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, second, <laughs> second, second moment. Uh, I don't play hard to get ever. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, know, know that now. Um, second re- uh, moment was, uh, she's like, one sec, I'm going to get a shawarma. Okay, so far, that's not necessarily a red flag. Bowl. Shawarma bowl. <laughs> not a wrap. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a red flag. I was that, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a I'll falafel bowl, fuck, actually. Yeah, yeah it's a fl- I'm so sorry. You don't want to fuck it me after w- I eat a big, greasy meal. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so great. So we found one not a red flag. So we're still going to have sex in so we get on the subway and garlic. Yeah. yeah. Creamy creek. <laughs> Yikes. So we get on the subway and I live in the beaches and we were like down oh near God. like um, I live by Eglinton West, yeah. so we're not going to the beaches. <laughs> yeah. So and I and so we're down at like uh We're by St. Andrew Station, so we're taking the subway up. Yeah, all the way up. And we're keep going and I'm like looking around, I'm like, this is really long. Well, this is a long journey. I it's mean, just she's, a half an hour. Yeah, she's she's yeah. really cute. I mean, it's worth it. And so I'm like sitting beside her, and I'm like doing like dumb fucking like fourteen year old shit, where I'm like like putting my hand close to her hand if she like touches me. I'm like, oh, that means that we're gonna have sex tonight and shit like that. You're like eating your fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this is so fucking great. This is amazing. Oh my god. So we get to we get to Eglinton West, which is the farthest north I've really been on the south. Subway. It's Midtown, okay? It's midtown. No, I'm not saying it's a yeah. I'm saying I'm usually so. Anyway, long story short. Yeah, you're in the beaches. I'm in the you're beaches. Like the opposite. Go um, so <laughs> she's like, one sec, I'm just going to call my boyfriend. He's going to pick me up. Where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm in the beaches. And she's like, oh, sweetie, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> oh, oh, honey, no. Oh, no. no. Bye. Yeah, bye. That's and so I'm just amazing. standing there. And then we reconnected last year. He's like, do you remember me? Because I followed you home once. I'm like, oh, right. You're that guy. Yeah. How's it going? Not good. <laughs> Not good. I mean, also, it's good to know that all of your years of improv training led you to go, I live in the beaches. <laughs> Come up with something. <laughs> You, re- you recognize in that moment you're not going home with her because you just said my boyfriend's coming to pick me up. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, just down the street. I can just walk. Thank you so much. Anyway, see you. Oh, I don't... Walk away. My pride is gone at this point. He's I also am... 18. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, guess, or, yeah. I hope 19 because you were in a bar drinking. Or were you 18? I don't fucking know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was gay the entire time, so we were just having, like, chats. We were talking about boys. We were talking about boys. We were talking about boys. <laughs> We That's talking. a red, no, those, that those red flag. Those red flags. Red flags. Yeah, yeah. That was number yeah, yeah. one red show, flag. Show me red flags. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like a very clear indication. Oh. Okay, calm down. I'm getting my phone. Oh, sorry, Jason just, just touched me. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You're like a little schoolgirl. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Nothing has changed. Um, I guess the the final question I want to ask you guys is just around the idea of like stuff like that happens all the time no it doesn't actually it doesn't no. i don't think it's anything <laughs> that bad but any horror stories from from online dating that you that you feel oh. that you, you want to talk about in regards to just like this is just this is just a hot mess i don't have an online dating one but i do have an in-person one that was pretty funny um 
One time I got like really drunk <laughs> at comedy bar and uh, <laughs> and uh, this guy was there and he was trying to hit on me all night and like I was like kind of seeing not really seeing this guy at this time and so he's like oh do you want to come to my car and smoke weed and I was like yes I do want to smoke weed so we went to his car to smoke weed and he's still trying to like kind of hit on me and then I just start crying <laughs> I mean like I'm just so in love with this other guy like <laughs> and he keeps me like no uh, he's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was so bad and funny, and I was like, like, so just like, <laughs> the next morning when I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> Like, A for effort. Like, my God. Yeah, he was in the gumption. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. I, uh, yeah. Now I like using that as defense mechanisms. I was just saying, that's your go-to move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a... The old cry and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, sad no. goodbye. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> a long goodbye. Um, what about you, Jason? Any, any um, horror stories from online dating? Uh, not an online dating one, but I did have... It, it's kind of a story, but I was uh, sleeping with somebody that I work with. <laughs> Classic me. That was, <laughs> we don't know about that. No yeah. one knows about that. Uh, we all know now. I've never had a job. I was sleeping with this girl that I work with, and we'd been like sleeping together for a while, like a couple months, and like we also were friends, and we we hung out too. And it was New Year's Eve, Ooh. and I was at work. I work at a restaurant, and. Uh, it was like very dead and I was still like a new server. So they were like, uh, we don't need you. You can just like go enjoy your night. Problem is all of my friends worked at that restaurant. So <laughs> they were all still working. And I was like, well, I don't have anything to do. And she was happened to not be working. And I texted her being like, oh, like I got cut from work. When I'm we're like, what are you doing? And she's like, uh, she's like, well, I'm in Niagara. You should come see me in Niagara. Whoa. Wow. And I was just like, sure like that'd be a funny that'd be a fun story to be like hey like I'm actually showing up and it was just like more of like a I just wanted to do a, like a do a thing yeah do a thing uh, this was pre-Uber so I uh, that'd be a fucking expensive Uber <laughs> uh, well it was an expensive cab ride I can tell you that oh dude, dude. Uh, so I got into a cab and I was like how much would it cost to get to uh, Niagara Falls and he was just like it's like two uh, hours he's like eh, $300 and I was like okay cool so I paid $300 and we're driving down to Niagara Falls <laughs> and I texted her during this time and then she just like stopped responding and I was just like well I'm on my way and then we get into the, the thing and it's just like and also I'm from Montreal so I had no I've never I'd never been to Niagara I'd never yeah. been really I don't know Ontario at all okay and then we'd go past the signs like welcome to Niagara and then I was just like uh, apparently they're at this hotel and then he's just like I don't know where that is. Of course. Like, well, like, you're the taxi driver. That's your job. Figure that out. And he's just like, no, nah, I don't know. You have to figure it out. So I had to pull it all up on my, like, Google Maps. But this was, like, shitty, you know, like, 2G fucking phones where I'm just, like, trying to figure it out. We missed the exit four times where we had to just keep circling back around. I'm having, like, a fucking panic attack in the back of this cab. We finally get into Niagara, and I'm just like, it's, I'm like, you have to go on this street. He's just like, I don't know where that is. 
and I was just like freaking out and finally I was just like oh my god fucking forget it and I get out of the cab and I'm just in the middle of Niagara having no idea where I am oh, no. and a cop car pulls uh, like drives by and I go over to the cop car I'm like hey like I'm trying to make a romantic gesture to get to this hotel <laughs> in, like by this time and it was like 11.50 oh. and I was like I want to get there before midnight and he was just like Sure, get in the back. Amazing. So I get into the back, awesome. and he like blasts on the sirens, and he b- drives That's me so over. Cool. It was really oh nice. So and cool. he was like, while I get in to the back of the cop car, I was just like, oh, there's no like padding on the back of the no. seats. Which he was just like, well, it seems like you're a nice guy then, because I apparently, yeah, cop cars don't have padding on the back seats, oh which I didn't God. know. Yeah. Uh, so he blasts me over to the hotel, <laughs> and then. The concierge is there, and he also really bad at his job because I was like, I'm trying to make a romantic gesture, but I don't know what room number they're in. Can you tell me? And he did, which, looking back, I'm like, you shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) You had no idea who I was. Like, Like, so I get up to the hotel room and I knock on the door, and like her friend answers, who I also knew, and but she didn't know that we were sleeping together. So she's like, What the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, Oh, I'm here to see. That person and then she's like oh well here she is and she was like passed out uh. on bed and then she just like slept through the actual new year's i celebrated with a room full of strangers that i just was this is still a fun story though and then <laughs> when she did wake up she got really mad at me that i came to niagara she's like i could have been hooking up with somebody like you she didn't, told you to come have, but she didn't remember that right, she, right. yeah yeah so oh yeah and then God. she just got really mad and then i ended up sleeping on the floor <laughs> in niagara. To, yeah in niagara next to her uh hotel bed did you invoice her for the 300 dollars? why would you do uh, that yeah i'm no. kidding, <laughs> <laughs> why would you no, do that? but it was a, a nice awkward car ride home with all of those people afterwards oh so, wow yeah. at least in the car, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, and because yeah. I didn't plan that far ahead, I just went, I'm gonna be in Niagara and just figure it out, I guess. But well, that's really, that's really day. sweet. Yeah, so that was my. Most of that story was really good until it got really bad. Yeah, and then it just ended with this like <laughs> awful, strong. like, oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. Uh, my story's weak now. Oh no. <laughs> Do you have a romantic gesture story? No, I was, you were saying like, like bad dates. Yeah, go for yeah, bad like, date. Uh, go for I bad don't date. remember if I met this girl online or if I actually met her in real life. I think it was real life. Actually, she, she hit on me at uh, Baseline on a lesbian night and then was like surprised that I had like a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go on this date and she's like, I'm gluten free. And I didn't know that before I, I took her out to like my favorite bar, which is yeah. like craft beers. Oh, it's, a, it's no. the sister bar of another bar. It was called Bar With No Name. Oh, okay. And I used to like hang out there all the time because uh, like $12 pitches of, you know, know. craft is great. Uh, but then like, so she's like, oh, I'm gluten free. I have a gluten intolerance. So she's ordering like pitchers of cider to herself. I'm ordering pitchers of beer to myself. And you've seen me drink. You know, I can drink like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but she's like the skinny girl with no meat on her and she cannot drink like that but she's trying to keep up with me and she's also not ordering any food because she's like gluten intolerance I'm like potatoes don't have gluten you can order fries <laughs> and she's like no so she's getting really sloppy really messy she's making no. out with me in the bar I've made out with tons of people in that bar before never have I ever gotten kicked out of that bar for making out too much like people were just like this is very uncomfortable like they yeah, look like they're about to fuck and she's just like all over me and she's got like she's cute she's got red hair and pigtails I'm like it's a little much like way overly fetishy looking like the guys are staring at us and I'm like this is uncomfortable she's falling down a lot and I'm like okay we need to leave Uh, she wanted me to talk to the bar owner who is my friend being like are you kicking us out because we're we're gay and he's like you know I'm not kicking you out because of that get the fuck out though I'm like cool (laughs) so we go to the next bar over and she's falling down 
Uh, I'm just trying to get food into her at this point because I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. I don't yeah. know where you live. Yeah. I don't know how to take a cab and like send you back home. So. Uh, she starts like dancing with some uh, queer dude outside, and like they're gonna go to a drag show. And I'm like, you don't know these people. I can't let you go with a complete stranger. Yeah. So I have to take her back. And I, this, at this point, I lived in my parents' basement, so I have to bring her back to my parents' place in Rexdale. Oh my god. Uh, and my Muslim parents are like, who's this? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, she's falling down so she's got scrapes all over her, and I'm just like, okay. And I just put oh her to god. bed, and I'm just like online, like just be like, well, that was fucked, <laughs> right? And like the next morning, she wakes up. She's like, did you, did we fuck? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna date rape you. I'm like. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, but like she woke up with that in, in, like that thought in her. It's like, oh no, what happened? I'm like, okay. And because I even though I took care of her, like she was so embarrassed, like she couldn't really talk to me. Yeah. Again, yeah. and I'm like, I took care of you so well. Yeah. And yeah. So that's a that's a that's a shitty date. <laughs> I've had that a couple times where just like. Because, yeah, obviously, like, I when I go out with women, they try to keep up, and I'm just like, no, 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 like, I drink heavily. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's me and guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's times where, like, they're just really too drunk, and then they wake up the next morning and be like, oh, did we have sex? I'm like, no, what? Like, this, I don't want to have sex with somebody that's... Dead? Yeah, yeah like, that's not... No, that's no, not no, my no, fetish. No, yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not doing that. That's... Yeah. And like, please don't try to keep up with me drinking. Yeah, exactly. just just don't. Do this, that. Is, this is more of just a, a, a public service announcement to like, <laughs> don't try and keep up with anyone. In this room. Uh, well, I mean, I'm pretty lightweight, so you can. You keep, are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna keep up with Luke. <laughs> yeah, just just keep Luke's pace, not the the rest of us. Yeah. 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 Why did I do this to myself? Because you're in love with all of us. I am. I am. For some reason, is the key term there. Um, oh my God. Speaking of love, guys, this was a lovely, lovely chat. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks uh, for having us. You are all wonderful, amazing comedians and producers and creators. Uh, I'd love to go around really quickly. And before we do all the plugs, is there any advice you can give people for dating in a modern age and for how to be, how to find love? Just really super gentle, gentle questions. Dating in the modern age and how to find love. Let's just everyone give one, give one fun tip. I don't know. Believe in yourself and don't take it too seriously. Boom, there's yeah. one. Uh, know what you want and know where your boundaries lie. Okay. Oh, man, they said that so quickly. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that isn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm wildly lonely, so have advice on how to not be. <laughs> You're lonely? Oh, yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, okay, you can be surrounded by people and be alone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's dating age modern. That, that, that's yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just <laughs> existentialism. Yeah, really. The advice I would give is like, yeah, be just like, just be open and talk about things. Yeah, honestly. communication. I think is one of the biggest things for me, and I think that both emotionally and sexually, just be like, communicate what you want, because if you don't, then you run into this issue of kind of being up against a wall. Well, I mean, luckily you're 16, so you've <laughs> you. It's totally, yeah, plenty of time to be sad. Wow, the audio engineer is just <laughs> laughing at me open. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of comedy and laughing, you guys are all freaking hilarious. What do you have coming up, Rush? What are uh, your shows coming up? Wednesday, Asian Comedy All Stars. When does this air? Um, I'm gonna try and get it out as go go like two weeks from now. Let's say let's keep. Oh, going. okay. Then let me look at my calendar. Pick someone else. Sarah Ashby. <laughs> yeah, comedy mixtape always third Wednesday every month. Oh yeah, I bar. That. <laughs> you guys are both the <laughs> 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 
There's also uh, And a Scotch Egg, a sketch show that we run uh, Thursdays at the So Camp. Uh, and you can follow us, actually, and our podcast as well, And a Scotch Egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also part of a really cool sketch troupe called Kiss the Dog. And we're around everywhere, so check us out. And we're goofs. <laughs> Okay, I can actually say stuff now. Obviously, right. comedy mixtape. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know stuff. <laughs> uh, March 18th, uh, which conflicts with comedy mixtape, uh, but <laughs> I have Muju, which is a Muslim and Jewish uh, comedy showcase at Rivoli, and uh, March 31st, Dying of Exposure, which is my clothing optional comedy night at Oasis. Yeah, uh, and it's a lot yep. of fun. Um, the, uh, <laughs> that's all I want. That's great. What about you, Just uh, I got uh, Potterprov, the Harry Potter-themed improv show, the last Thursday of the month at 9.30 at Comedy Bar. So cool. Check that out. And definitely, then... definitely would recommend. I've had three Tinder dates invite me to that show, <laughs> and I'm like, let's, let's go see it another time, because I don't. I don't want Why wouldn't you? You should, and then you can message me, and I'll make you look like a fucking baller. You'd go in and yeah. be like, "Oh, don't worry, he, you don't have to buy tickets. You already got them. Like, give them to you." Like, just Luke. come to the door and be like, "No, no, yeah. no, your money's no good here." Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on the day, because we sell out a lot. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm nice, but I don't want to. Not that nice. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you, Jason. Luke, you do look exactly like all three of the main characters in Harry Potter put together. Oh, oh my God, you do. <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This has been I Don't Deserve a Podcast, a very lovely episode. Sorry if we got a little raunchy, a little crazy, a little hectic. That's love, baby. Uh, Yeah, definitely check out Sarah Ashby, Rush Kazzy, and Jason Ox on all the fun social media. We'll link all of their amazing stuff in the description. I will also uh, probably post some of their shows on the story for the channel or for the Instagram for the podcast and if you guys are feeling anxious or feeling like a fear of failure and are feeling this imposter syndrome shoot us a message shoot us a dm on uh our instagram uh uh, i don't deserve a podcast um i'd love to answer questions i love to talk about it and i'd love to connect if you have had someone on the show that you'd love to talk to everyone who we had on is always game to talk to people always looking for people to mentor and people to help uh so we can really connect except for rush (laughs) rush will break your fucking heart do we want me mentoring people this is a smart idea in any way for this episode everyone before this episode um, and then a small little plug that Jason didn't mention Jason is now trying to mentor shows yeah. and he has been running some of the most successful adaptations of improv in the city for a really long time uh, and he is looking for new people Jason do you want to throw out your email for people to uh, yeah so reach out to Ox Comedy on Facebook or uh, Ox Comedy Gmail um, and O-X yeah and uh, yeah, well, I'm looking to basically help people start shows, learn how to actually build up a show, build an audience, and create a format for a successful kind of show because, you know, everybody so learns strange. how to be funny, but nobody <laughs> learns how to, you know, capitalize on it. Amazing, amazing. And we will have Jason on an episode uh, later in the season on adaptation, so look out for that one as well. Thank you guys so much. I don't deserve a podcast, but you deserve to have a great day. Bye!